booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. To me, now we've reached the point of no return in New York. we got to get a new governor in there and overturn this no-bail law. 77 WABC host Bill O'Reilly there, a teen turnstile jumper released following a slugfest with an NYPD cop again, spotlighting calls for bail reform. Whistleblowers surface alleging efforts within the FBI and the U.S. Justice Department to squash potentially damaging information into the president's son Hunter Biden's business and financial dealings. President Biden remarks, God willing, we're not in a recession ahead of highly anticipated second quarter GDP numbers. Homeland Security officials confirm over a half million illegal immigrants called gotaways have evaded capture at the U.S.-Mexico border this year alone. Two months after monkeypox surfaced in the U.S., the White House is looking at naming a monkeypox coordinator. Wild video. It's up on our website capturing a 16-year-old boy punching an NYPD officer with the officer returning blows. The cop confronted this teen for allegedly jumping a turnstile at the 125th Street Lexington Avenue subway station in East Harlem just before 6 p.m. Saturday night. This teen, previously arrested for possession of a loaded gun and robbery, released the very next day on his own recognizance. 77 WABC host Bill O'Reilly spoke about it on Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. It's actually shocking this police officer is risking his life and this kid does not care, clearly doesn't care, whether he hurts this officer or himself. Kid doesn't care. And what do you think is going to happen with that kid? He's going to kill somebody. The boy was arrested and charged with assault on a police officer, obstruction of governmental administration and resisting arrest, according to the NYPD. A teen girl also entered the fray and threw a couple punches at an officer before a female cop pulled her away. And the teen girl actually ended up sparring with a female cop. Both officers were treated and released at NYU Langone Hospital with the male cop suffering swelling to his head and shoulder. You can take a look at that video up on our Twitter page at 77 WABC Radio. Well, highly credible whistleblowers have now come forward to senior Senate Republican Chuck Grassley, alleging a widespread effort within the FBI and the U.S. Justice Departments to downplay or discredit negative information about President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. That according to letters reviewed by CBS News. The Republican senator wrote the letters to FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland on Monday, July 25th. Grassley is a ranking member on the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee. He said the whistleblowers alleged that legitimate streams of information and intelligence about the president's son were characterized as likely disinformation or prematurely shut down leading up to the 2020 presidential election. Here's Grassley on Fox News back in April. What I and Senator Johnson have done at this point is bring out the facts and the bank records that prove that there was a close relationship between Hunter Biden, maybe James Biden, and uh, business people in uh, China. 
CBS News first reported in April that more than 150 financial transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. The U.S. attorney in Delaware is investigating potential tax fraud, money laundering, and uh, foreign influence peddling related to Hunter Biden. President Biden has said he was not involved in the business dealings of his son and brother. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden Monday downplaying recession fears. Biden said, God willing, the United States is not coming into recession. The president's remarks ahead of second quarter GDP figures, and that could show back-to-back negative quarters. Biden, recovering from COVID-19, took reporters' questions virtually on Monday about looming recession concerns. Biden signing unemployment at 3.6 percent, investments and a hope of rapid to steady growth. We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we uh, The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. The CPI Consumer Price Index rose 9.1% in June, according to the U.S. Labor Department. More than a half million known immigrants called Godaways have crossed the border into the United States, but evaded capture since the start of 2022. That's according to a new report. And multiple senior Department of Homeland Security sources confirmed the number to Fox News on Monday. Despite admitting earlier this year that over 389,000 Godaways crossed the border monthly, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas insisted earlier this month that the border was secure. The border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. The White House working on naming a monkey pox coordinator in preparation for the possibility of even more cases emerging within the U.S. Right now, there are about 2,900 confirmed cases. Dr. Ashisha Jha, the White House COVID coordinator, told reporters Monday that more cases of monkeypox may pop up as testing ramps up. But I do expect, by the way, that as all these national labs now come online, as they have over the last week, would not be surprised if we see an increase in cases as testing becomes more robust. Uh, that's a very normal part of any outbreak response is that as testing ramps up, you tend to see an increase in cases because people can identify. The World Health Organization has declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, partly sunny today, our high 81, the overnight low 73, just a 20% chance of a shower, a thunderstorm overnight with partly cloudy skies. Mostly sunny day tomorrow, the highs 84, still a 20% chance of showers, mid to late afternoon, light winds to 10 miles per hour. Right now, 73 mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. A female shooter taken down by a Dallas police officer. This after opening fire near a Southwest ticket counter at Dallas Love Field Airport. This happened Monday. Now, police say this 37-year-old female shooter changed clothes inside of a restroom and then emerged wearing a hoodie, produced a handgun, and started firing after stating she had an announcement to make. Now, a witness told NBC5 in Dallas-Fort Worth the shooter said something about her husband cheating Here's Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia. The most that we're seeing now, she was aiming uh, at the ceiling, at, but there was uh, several rounds that are found. Simultaneously as she's doing that, our officer engages the suspect, strikes her in the lower extremities. She's taken into custody and is currently at Parkland Hospital. 
Nobody was hurt except the shooter who was taken down by that cop shot in her legs. Dallas police said they do not plan to release any other statements until this afternoon. The Dallas FBI and ATF are assisting Dallas police in this investigation. Former President Trump cut lines from a January 7th, 2021 address condemning the Capitol rioters. A draft of this speech, marked up by Trump, was shared by January 6th Committee Member Representative Elaine Laura, the Democrat out of Virginia, ahead of Thursday's final January 6th hearing this summer. The draft shows Trump used a Sharpie to cross out a line saying, I want to be very clear, you do not represent me, you do not represent our movement. The committee Thursday showed Trump struggling while filming a video address to say the election is over, cutting himself off while reading from a teleprompter. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? The committee showed two outtakes of Trump becoming frustrated after reading the line. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. A number of top White House aides say they were unsure why Trump made the changes he did, but they did oppose them. Secret Service investigators have now discovered metadata showing text messages were sent and received on at least 10 agents' phones, but deleted. Investigators were working to determine whether the content of those texts contained information about the Capitol riot. Members of the House Select Committee investigating January 6th say the text should have been preserved. Trump 2016 foreign policy advisor George Papadopoulos on Newsmax last week. We need these text messages. We need to understand why they've disappeared. We need these Secret Service agents to publicly testify the way they have wanted to. But unfortunately, based on how this entire situation is organized, it's that the Democrats are the judge, jury, and executioner. We're not going to have the full story until the Republicans hopefully take over after the midterms. The agency says the text messages may have been deleted accidentally amid a months-long data migration of its phones. It also now says it never received a copy of a congressional letter asking it to preserve all records related to the Capitol riot. Well, two key moderate senators, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska announced Monday they have tested positive for COVID-19. It's unclear what effect, if any, Manchin's isolation will have on Democrats' efforts to make progress on their legislative agenda. The Senate has a little under two weeks now before it's scheduled to start its August recess. Democrats have indicated hopes in passing bills from protecting same-sex marriage to increasing funding for semiconductor production in the U.S. and changing laws surrounding prescription drug prices, among other issues, before leaving town for about a month. Only top infectious disease specialist Dr. Anthony Fauci argued on The Hill's Rising show that there should have been more stringent restrictions for asymptomatic people in 2020. The height of the viral pandemic on Monday, Fauci appeared on the program to talk about the approach to the BA5 subvariant of the COVID-19. The conversation quickly turning to the past approaches to COVID-19. If I went back to 2020 and knew what I knew in 2020, I wouldn't do much differently. If I knew in 2020 mm-hmm. what I know now, we would do a lot differently mm-hmm. because back then we were not sure of a number of things. Among other things, Dr. Fauci also said that there should have been further restrictions and mass requirements to counter COVID-19 in 2020. He argued that current efforts to bring back mask mandates could be effective. 
Two homeless men killed by an active shooter in the city of Langley, British Columbia, near Vancouver. Royal Canadian Mounted Police confronted the gunman near a mall where police shot and killed him. These shootings happened just after 6 a.m. in multiple locations in the city of Langley and one location in Langley Township. The suspect identified as Jordan Daniel Gaggi, who authorities say targeted the homeless. City of Langley Mayor Val Van Denbuk spoke to reporters. It's with a very heavy heart that I'm here, and our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to all those affected families and friends of those that were involved. Authorities say another homeless man and a homeless woman were also wounded in that rampage. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Time to head over to Justin Ellick for your look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Starting off with some news out of the NFL offseason before we preview the boys of summer tonight in Queens. Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals have agreed to a five-year, $230.5 million contract extension that will have Arizona basking in Murray's glory for the foreseeable future. One interesting note about the details of the contract, though, is it includes an, an addendum that requires him to study film for four hours per week during the season. Apparently, the Arizona frontman needs some added motivation to put in the extra work. Nonetheless, the cards have their man locked up. Now, looking ahead to tonight, the battle for New York commences as the Yankees pay the Mets a visit at City Field in Queens for the 2022 installment of the Subway Series. The Yanks will send out left-hander Jordan Montgomery to go up against the Mets' Taiwan Walker. The Yanks sit at 66-31 and overall, which is good for a 12-and-a-half game lead over the Blue Jays in the AL East. And with the Braves' loss last night, the Mets clock in at... Uh, 59-37 overall with a two-game lead in the NL East over said Braves. Things uh, things, uh, things to look out for over the, uh, over the course of the next two, two days, excuse me, including the pitching matchup, include the pitching matchups as the Mets clearly have the upper hand in that regard. Can the Mets' offense keep things interesting against the rolling bomber bats? They'll need slugger and National League MVP hopeful Pete Alonzo to play up to the level of American League frontrunner Aaron Judge. Alonzo comes into the night with 25 home runs, which would be a lot stacked up against anyone else. Judge leads the majors by a whopping seven dingers with a total of 37 so far on the year. Could this be a preview of a Subway Series Fall Classic? Chances are slim, but we can dream, can't we? First pitch is set for 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time. Buckle up. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. I'm looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Nice day, partly sunny skies, no rain forecast. The high is 81 overnight, the low 73 with partly cloudy skies. Overnight, there is a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high is 84, 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m. Right now, 73, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The Federal Reserve meets today. Consumer confidence expected to fall even further and investors anxious ahead of key technology earnings reports. The Federal Reserve expected to deliver another 75 basis point rate hike at the end of its July meetings that begin today, effectively ending pandemic era support for the economy. Investors honed in on Fed Chair Powell's comments after the rate hike announcement tomorrow. Fears running high that aggressive rate hikes could tip the economy 
into recession. July's Consumer Confidence Index expected to fall to its lowest level since early 2021. Other key economic data today, the National Home Price Index and new home sales reports. Microsoft and Alphabet kicking off key technology earnings reports after the closing bell. Wall Street looking closely at the tech giant's forecast for the rest of the year. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Looking at futures, U.S. stock futures slipping after Walmart profit warnings about uh, inflation's effects on its earnings. The Dow down 105 points at 31,862. S&P down seven and three quarter points. And Nasdaq's fallen 29 and a quarter. Gold up though, $2.70 an ounce at $1,721.80. Crude oil up $2.08 a barrel at $98.78. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. All talking about high finance there with Lou Dobbs. Well, now is your chance to bid through Heritage Auctions on an ultra-rare Mickey Mantle graded baseball card. It is the finest known graded, considered the crown jewel of all cards. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. A mint-condition 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card could break records at auction, which could exceed $10 million. The card's current owner is a New Jersey waste management entrepreneur who bought the rare card for $50,000 in 1991 at a New York City card show. Pre-bidding has already begun, and the auction ends August 27th. The record for a baseball card is a little over $6.5 million, which was for a 1909 Hannes Wagner card, which sold at auction a year ago. Another Mantle card from 1952 went for $5.2 million last year. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. That card graded at 9.5. Well, talking about finance, there are more financial woes for the beleaguered MTA. New report finds that one in three strap, strap hangers may never, never return to the system full time following the COVID-19 viral pandemic, resulting in a $9 billion loss for the MTA. In a worst-case scenario, ridership by the middle of 2026 may be as low as just 73% of pre-pandemic levels, according to consultants at McKinsey & Company. Despite these projections, New York City Mayor Eric Adams thinks the system will bounce back. There's going to be some times before the way people felt is going to catch up to what they are seeing and feeling right now. This is going to be one of the top and number, the, the most safe transportation system in our entire country. MTA CFO Kevin Willen said his team anticipates a yearly deficit of nearly $1.6 billion. MTA coffers received over $15 billion in federal COVID relief monies after the initial wave of the virus decimated ridership. However, it's unclear just what these projections and these projected shortfalls in ridership and revenue will mean long term for things like fares as well as continued service. 
A second New Jersey man has been arrested on a charge of murder in a double homicide at a Manhattan recording studio back in early May. 21-year-old Daniel Williams of Roselle, New Jersey, charged Monday with a single count of murder. 34-year-old Kamar King of Manhattan and 24-year-old Devin Dillahunt of Roselle, the victims here. Susan Mitchell, who lives in that area of that shooting in Manhattan, spoke to NBC4. It makes me angry that um, I have to worry about walking back home from the theater myself. I used to sing and dance my way home. I can't do that anymore, and I can't wear jewelry. Surveillance video from the May 5th shooting showed the wild scene as people run from the scene. Dillahunt died after being shot and collapsing on the sidewalk. Police found a gun on his person. Williams' arrest comes two weeks after Cabell Reyes of Linden was charged with murder in the case. No motive has yet been revealed in this double homicide. A near-fatal drowning amid a shortage of lifeguards. A five-year-old boy was saved at McCarran Park's public pool in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, Sunday evening by another swimmer. A near riot erupted after pool-goers became enraged over what they labeled a slow and uncaring response by lifeguards. After this boy went under the water, Anthony Torres dove into the pool, pulled the child to the surface, and did CPR until help arrived. Eyewitness uh, Stephanie Brown told PIX11. It took quite some time for lifeguards to come assist that little boy. It it, it took quite some time. Okay, because the the man who pulled the child out the pool, he was screaming for a while. And there was other people who were in the pool that were trying to get out and help this child, and they were screaming for lifeguards. The Parks Department Monday disputed that account, saying that multiple on-duty lifeguards rushed to the boys' aid. Sources told PIX11 News the lifeguards had to run from across the pool to reach the child, while two other lifeguards remained in their chairs to continue monitoring other swimmers. The NYPD has launched an investigation. The incident unfolded on the sixth day of a heat wave that has gripped the Big Apple. Well, that flashy Brooklyn bishop known for flaunting high-end clothes, jewelry, and luxury vehicles doesn't blame his lavish lifestyle for Sunday's armed heist in which armed gunmen stole a million dollars worth of jewelry during a live stream of his Sunday services from both the bishop and his wife. Bishop Lamore Miller-Whitehead insisted on Instagram that his public displays of wealth didn't lead to Sunday's gunpoint robbery during his live stream service in Canarsie. And when I see them come into the sanctuary with their guns, I told everybody, get out. Everybody just get out. You know, took my watch, took my jewelry, took my bishop's ring, took my wedding band, and then they took my bishop's cross. Critics suggested, though, that his blinged out look could have made him an outsized target at the time of the robbery. Miller Whitehead and his wife were wearing more than a million dollars in jewels and gold. The three suspects fled in a white Mercedes. Miller Whitehead said he saw them change their clothes in the vehicle as he tried to run after them. And so far, no arrests and investigation is ongoing. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul announced Monday that the state will allocate $70 million to 344 new child care providers in the state, creating 12,000 new slots for kids. The announcement comes as the governor says a lack of affordable child care options in the state is keeping some parents and guardians, especially women, from returning to work following the height of the viral pandemic. Here's the governor. And I want to thank by start by thanking President Joe Biden for understanding the stress that families are under and how critically important child care is just for survival for families.
According to the governor, over 2,000 child care programs shut down since the start of the viral pandemic, causing the loss of some 20,000 available slots for kids and funding now 344 new child care providers will create 12,000 slots for kids including 592 for infants and toddlers and about 500 slots for non-traditional hours. The funds include $3.8 million awarded to about 23 child care providers in central New York and over $3.8 million awarded to 24 child care providers in the capital region in upstate New York. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, nice day, partly sunny skies, no rain forecasts during the day, the high 81, partly cloudy overnight, the low 73, just a 20% chance of a shower, a thunderstorm overnight, a mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 84, slight chance of showers after 2 p.m. Right now, 73, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Another famed actor from the movie Goodfellas has passed away. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. Actor Paul Sorvino, best known for his role in the movie Goodfellas, has died. Stay away from the garbage, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now. From now, here and now. Holly, why would I want to get into that? Don't make a jerk out of me. Just don't do it. According to Servino's publicist, Roger Neal, the actor died of natural causes this week in Indiana. Servino's wife said in a statement he was the love of her life. Paul Servino was 83. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.